Has anyone ever inspired you to create a more fulfilling and successful life for yourself? As a leader in your business and in your community, what are the questions that you ask yourself on a daily basis? What are the questions that keep you up at night? I am your host, Betty Collins. I am a CPA. I'm a business owner. And I partner with other women, other business owners who want to have remarkable results for themselves and for their business and their community. And I'm here to help inspire you to take positive steps forward for a better life. So over the next 12 episodes and kind of this season, we're going to focus on lessons learned. We're going to hear from other women who have learned lessons and they're going to share with you. You know why? Because it's the right thing to do to help you navigate maybe similar situations that you're in and you don't have to go through what they've gone through. And I hope to challenge you that you have lessons learned in your journey that other women need to hear. Never underestimate that part of your life and that story because it will have impact. In my opinion, we're obligated to share those life lessons. In my opinion, we have a responsibility to each other, woman to woman or women to men. But I really believe what we've learned in our lessons over our journey are impactful and they need to be part of how you give back and how you help others. Today, I have a very special guest and she is the managing director and her name is our first managing director in Bradyware that is a woman. Um, and she's going to share some of her lessons learned and, and we're going to have some fun together. So Anita Anon is the managing director at Bradyware. She's out of our Atlanta office and she definitely, um, I've known her, I don't even know how many years, I'm going to say 10 probably. And we've been on a journey together as women in a firm. And uh, boy, do we have lessons. We we're learning them yesterday, actually, right? So it's one of those things where we're going to talk a little bit and share openly about those things. So today, I just want to introduce you to Anita. And Anita, I would love for you to tell us a little bit about your life, you know, your personal life a little bit, share what you love. And then we're going to go right into the day I walked in Bradyware. You probably want to go before that. It's all good. But kind of your journey that you've been on uh, to get to this role of managing director at Bradyware. Yeah, well, thanks. Uh, thanks, Betty, for having me. I appreciate I think that this is going to be a great series that you're going to have. And I'm looking forward to hearing some of the other tidbits along the way, because uh, to your point, it sure has been quite a ride. Um, yeah. And it always is a journey. Um, and, and it's always nice to learn from from others that have gone through it. Number one, sometimes it's just good to know you're not the only one, you know, there's yeah. some comfort in that. Um, and then yes. sometimes we can learn from other people's, you know, mistakes and journeys and challenges. And, um, you know, we don't have to necessarily reinvent the wheel ourselves. So that's always encouraging. So I appreciate yeah. you having me, Betty. Thank you very yes. much. Um, so a little bit about myself. So I have been now with Brady Ware for just over seven years. So it feels like 10, maybe even some days <laughs> it feels like it's been a little bit longer. Um, yes. we've, we've, we really have some have had some fun along the way. But I've been with the with the firm for over seven years. Prior to joining Brady Ware, I was with a national firm for over 10 years. Um, I kind of come at it a little bit different. Um, I'm not your traditional CPA in an accounting firm. Um, so I've I've been in Atlanta since about 
about 98. I was born in New Jersey, raised in, or born in New York, raised in New Jersey, um, moved to Atlanta in about 98, and then, um, you know, kind of went to college and, you know, did my undergrad in finance, went to law school, um, which was a little bit of a deviation from what I was expecting. I was expecting to just kind of go for my master's and continue down that financial um, path. Um, and, and I took an elective in undergrad with legal studies, and that professor was really inspiring for me. And so he got me to open my eyes to the world of law. And so Mm -hmm. um, that really got me looking and going down that path. So I went to law school. Um, and you know, you start to think about, okay, what's my calling? And, and I thought my calling was going to be to practice in immigration law. Um, my parents were immigrants, came from India. So I was like, like this is where I'm going to make an impact. This is how I'm going to make a difference. Um, I got a position in an immigration firm, um, and learned very quickly that really wasn't my calling. <laughs> um, you know, and that's okay. I had to learn that about myself and, and realize I needed to, to pivot. Um, sure. and so in looking through other opportunities and opportunity in the world of tax, came along, which, you know, was, you know, it it was surprising because for me to just do my tax return at that point was too much tax, right? So for me to go into a tax role, I'm like, oh my goodness, I don't know what I'm doing, but they were looking for someone with a legal background to kind of do some, you know, technical tax research. And I said, well, let me give it a go. Let me, let me see. Um, And of course, years later, this is where I am, right? I never left the world of tax. And I, I really had the pleasure and the opportunity to work under folks that took me under their wing. I had some great mentors along the way. Um, you know, some, some, you know, that are blessings now. Um, they, they taught me some things the hard way and you learn through that and those are good things as well. Um, but it, it really has been, I think my calling. And and so I, I, I haven't left, but, you know, I worked my way, um, from intern, all the way, uh, to, to senior manager at the national firm that I was at. And I was on partner path there. Um, you know, but as I started to reassess where I was in that time, I also got married. We also had our daughter, you know, she was about four or five, kind of got to a point of where I felt like we were at stabilization. We're not dealing with daycare issues or things like that. So you get to a point where you reassess kind of where you are as a professional, right? What do you want from life? And, and, you know, just realize that, you know, maybe I needed a different opportunity, wanted to look for other things that were out there. And um, the opportunity with Brady work came along. Um, and, and seven years later, I would say it's been quite the ride. Um, yes. You know, the, the role here uh, was to really be a continuation of what I was doing in that, you know, kind of national tax type role, um, yeah. but then had, you know, with the firm that was growing, uh, it was was great to be with Brady Ware because it afforded me the opportunity to not only become director, but then also take on other leadership roles along the way, um, you know, whether it be international tax or tax as a whole, and then, of course, now managing director. So there's been a lot packed into seven years. I feel yeah. like I always, I joke and I always say, I feel like since I've been at Brady Ware, I've been in transition, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. which is always fun, right? Yeah, always fun. In the path, you you said something. Um, you know, you had uh, you you really thought your calling was, "Hey, I'm going to go in immigration. It's personal to me." Mm-hmm. What what was the lesson when you look back to others who they're doing something where, oh my, this is not my calling because yeah. it's it, there's a brave thing to go. I've got to now change and pivot. What lesson did you learn through that time and what would you try to tell other people if you're that that as you are climbing and as you are moving forward because every all your in journey of life it goes so fast you've got to make the most of it. What would you say you learned in the fact that you could make the change, you know, that you could you know, do it? 
I would say that, and this is going to sound very simple, but just the notion of it resonating with me that it's okay to not get it all figured out from the get-go. That's okay. I feel like we forget to give ourselves some grace. You know, you you think about how we decide what we want to do in college. We move on. We have our careers. Those decisions are made really while we're still learning about ourselves and we change as people. And it's, I feel like we sometimes, I know I'm guilty of this. I almost feel like there's a path. I have to follow the path. And if I veer off, that's a bad thing. Right. And, and I think just, you know, realizing that that really wasn't for me, I think helped teach me that, Mm -hmm. you know, earlier part in my career, it's okay when something isn't really working. It's okay. Um, You know, and then having the courage to, to take that leap of faith to try right. something new is another part of that process. And, right. and you do find it in yourself. If you give yourself that grace, you'll find it. Right. Right. Grace is a tough lesson in for people. You know, we're just way too hard on ourselves or you feel like, oh, I failed. Now I've got to start over. So what? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, you got the journey's we're a long human. one. We're supposed right. to make mistakes and it's okay. But, you know, at the right. same, I say that I would tell you, Betty, I fall into that trap myself every day where I still feel right. like there's a part of me that expects me to get it right all the time. Right. And it's hard. It's hard to sometimes remind yourself to remove yourself from that situation say, it's okay to fail. It's okay to make a mistake. You're human. It's going to be okay. Right. Good. Well, running a a business, as you know, we're business owners and um, it's, it's stressful. I mean, there's a part of me who, you know, I, when I first became a business owner, I always go, I don't want to sign the paycheck. I want to get the paycheck. There's a big difference, <laughs> yeah, right? There is and a big difference. Because you got to make sure there's money in the bank for that paycheck, right? Yeah. And so running a business is a very stressful thing. You know, being a top person in an organization like you are, you know, 42% experience burnout. Um, they they but they have to have a support system in place. Mm-hmm. The team around you. I'm not talking about, you know, your executive assistant and necessarily I'm talking about the support team around you and the systems that are in place. Those are just really, really crucial. So do you have a group around you that understands your challenges yeah, and just helps you with the stress and helps you be resilient through that stress? Absolutely. Absolutely. Hands down. I mean, I would, I would say without that support, I would say that people have burnout even with a great support system, yeah. right? And I would say I'm guilty of that myself where I feel like right. I've done that. Um, and I, I do believe I have a very good support system. But, you know, my support system, you know, my core has always been my family right. throughout my life. They're, they've always been, you know, what kind of grounds me. Uh, my values continue to ground me. They they kind of hold me to who I am. They allow me to be me, be Anita. Mm-hmm. Let's not get lost in all this other stuff that's going on. Um, and I think that's important because you don't lose your identity along the way. Um, right. That that has been huge. Um, yeah. I would say that, you know, 
I think, you know, before some of these these opportunities came along about being managing director or taking some of these other leadership roles, you, know, you appreciate it. It's going to be challenging. You appreciate mm-hmm. and you know that there's going to be difficult times where you do need a shoulder to lean on or someone to very openly with no filter vent with. Or sometimes yeah. you just need to have a session where you spew it out and get nothing back in return. You right. need you need those people and you need that support. Um, right. Family has been that that core for me all along. I would say one of best things along the way was finding my support system in places I didn't know existed. Mm-hmm. And there have been pockets within Bradyware, you know, in some other circles that, you know, you just, once the opportunity comes up and you just connect, you start to realize that there are so many people out there supporting so many others. And we yeah. lose sight of that because we kind of revert back to who we believe are our designated support people. Does that make sense? Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Because there's a lot of lessons that we need to learn, especially as women, when it comes to the support system, mm-hmm. because we think we are the support system. It's yeah. very hard to have truly, because even like in my own life, when you talk about family, my husband has played a huge role in my success. Huge yeah. role. He's a kind of a quieter guy. He's kind of, he's he's an extrovert. He is not Betty Collins. He does not want to be Betty Collins. He does not want to, you know, do the things that I do. But he loves seeing me succeed. And he has been that support. And there have been times I have not leaned on him because I think I am the support system or I'm the majority of it or I got it, you know. Um, I know within Brady where we had a really amazing director in Beth Blake Mm -hmm. and she played, I think, probably a big role in that seven year journey. She's not with us for last year or two, but talk to me a little bit about how she really was that person in your life. What was some things you really learned from her? If you could think about that. Yeah. Beth, Beth is amazing. Um, And I would say that she, even though she's no longer with Brady, where she continues to be a mentor and part of that support system for me, in fact, just even during the holidays, we were kind of, you know, going back and forth and, um, and, and we plan to connect uh, when I'm, been dating um here in the next couple of weeks hopefully we'll be able to to connect in person but yeah you know from the very beginning what i did appreciate about beth was the directness you know mm-hmm. where you get the good the bad the ugly and everything in between and so it was really easy for me to trust Mm-hmm. what she had to say and the feedback she had to give to me because I knew she, I didn't have to like read in between the lines. Does that make sense? Right. Oh, absolutely. Um, you know, but then she took me under her wing and I think she also helped me appreciate, you know, and, and just have a greater appreciation for the fact that, you know, it's okay to fail. It's mm-hmm. okay to get things wrong. Just if you're going to try to get it wrong or if you're going to get it wrong, do so in a way where you're managing risk, right? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. Um, you know, so she, I can hear her saying that. appreciate all of that global perspective. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, just don't forget that, you know, you bring a lot to the table. You're not always going to get it right. And that's okay. It kind of goes back to, you know, when I was trying to figure out my journey on what my calling was. You know, I learned a little bit of it with trying to pivot from immigration to tax, 
But then this helped me at another phase in my life appreciate it in a different way, which is it's okay. Um, you know, and we've got to, we've got to, we want to support and just, I think her vocal or being verbal and being so vocal about supporting me. I think those were words that resonated with me and impacted me in ways I didn't quite appreciate when she would just say, Anita, I got your back, you know, type Mm -hmm. of thing. Or even Betty, honestly, you've done, you've done the same. How many times have you reached out at a time where you're like, Anita, you're probably dealing with a thousand things right now. If you ever need to talk or you need an ear or you need a shoulder to lean on, call me. And I I think sometimes just hearing it out loud goes a long way. Well, I think that women, you know, when we're talking about how, how do we help women, how do women help women? And part of it is we look at people sometimes ago, they're strong, they got it, everything's right, what a perfect life, nothing could ever be wrong, blah, blah, blah. And so as women, we should be you make the call and say, I know this is not ideal. (laughs) Let me know. Now, if you don't want to talk to me and and tell me, that's fine. But at least you knew there were supports around you saying, hey, let me me get in. And so huge, huge, huge. But it's helped you get through these seven years for sure, you know, no doubt. Um, And the next seven, I mean, you've got a long way to go. But do you set healthy boundaries for yourself? And I'm going to see how she answers this because I, I I know the answer, but what yeah. she makes different to, But like I no would... phone calls, no texts, no emails while you're on vacation. You truly shut down. Um, and do you support those, you know, boundaries through in, intentional work policies and protect the staff as well from burnout, you know, when you see it? I know I was emailing Anita on the weekend knowing that she was on vacation. Shame on me. I could have just delayed the email and sent it. She immediately responded because that's just too she is. And I said, Hey, you're on vacation. Uh, what are you doing? She goes back at you. Ditto. Yeah. You are too. <laughs> so, but let's talk about healthy boundaries and how do you do that to, to make sure you're okay and that you can continue the journey successfully? Yeah. I, I would tell you very honestly and very frankly, buddy, that is a work in progress for me. Mm-hmm. It is something that I have, um, Continued, you, you, you kind of go through, there's there's periods, right? There's periods where yep. you just run really hard and you're going and you're, you're making some progress and that gives you the, the adrenaline rush to just keep going, keep going. And you don't realize you're getting to that level of burnout. Right. Um, so I, I will say I do struggle with setting those boundaries. Part of me is because I think, and this is me, Partly, maybe me justifying it for myself, but yeah. because this is a new role for myself, you know, you're you're working to just instill confidence in the people around you. You mm-hmm. want to let them know that you're there. You want to be available. You want to try to be part of the solution. You right. want to know that they can rely and depend on you. And right. part of that is being available, right, when they need you the most. Yeah. And that's where I think I do struggle with the boundaries because I feel like saying no or not responding to a phone call or an email is me not being dependable, if that yeah. makes sense, right? Yeah. But then what happens is you're working crazy hours and you don't really yeah. get a break and that's not healthy for you right. as an individual. And then if you're not taking care of yourself, you can't take care of an organization. So right. I completely get that. And I think that's something I'm going into 2024 as part of my new year's resolution, yeah. uh, you know, trying to figure out how I'm going to balance it. 
I don't have it all figured out. Um, and I'm going to make mistakes, but I'm giving myself grace. I'm as long as it's forward progress, it may be two yes. steps forward, one step back to me. Okay. That's success. It's, it's still progress. It's still it's progress. Healthy, healthy boundaries oh. are huge. I mean, they really are. We're, we're the women's conference is having a speaker this year, Peggy Zinger, and mm-hmm. she's our keynote. Just, I mean, the minute I started hearing her, uh, Ted talks, I was like, wow. And she said of something so impactful. She said, I'm focused on the 20% that will produce the 80%. Yeah. And I thought, wow, I wrote that down. I listened to it several times because I thought, what a statement. Because as women, we the boundary thing is hard. And mm-hmm. she's trying to put boundaries around the 20% because that's going to produce the 80. And she calls herself, I think, the, the doctor of flexology or something like that. But I mean, there's there's a lot to that statement. One of the things that I am learning as I have done, um, I've always, my my support system is, of course, the biggest fan, like you're talking about your husband. So what's really important to him is vacations that we shut down and go. So part of this is, and we when we got married, um, this is our second marriage, one of the things was he worked 6 to 2.30. He worked for the post office. He went into sure. work. He left work. There was no calls. There were no emails. There was <laughs> there was yeah. no, this has now happened. Rearrange your schedules, all those things. So he said, the one thing I need from you is when we get home and it's five o'clock, I need you to be home. Yeah. And so we have to set those bounds. It's hard sometimes because I'm like, I have... You know, now he works now two evenings a week. And what do I do? Oh, I can do emails while he's gone. It's like you're cheating, you know, but the healthy boundaries are so important. And one of the things that I really have determined is, and I ask this, whether it comes to new clients, new employees, uh, organizations that want my time, please come and speak. Can you be a member? Blah, blah, blah. Is the juice worth the squeeze? Is the juice worth the squeeze? And women need to think about that and not feel guilt when they go, not my juice. No, I don't need that. It's not worth the squeeze. And we have to do that, right? So, And and, and to your point, it gets even harder. It becomes a bigger hairball because it's not just work. To your point, like it's also personal, you know, so similar situation. My husband is my biggest champion. You know, he continues to lift me up. Um, even when everything is great and then lifts me up when I feel a little deflated, right? He's, he's that rock for me. Um, my daughter is like my inspiration, right? Like Mm -hmm. to just keep persevering because if she can see that mommy can do this, then well, she can do much more, right? Like, so, (laughs) so, so there is that, that. but then you want to be involved in school and extracurricular activities and want Mm -hmm. to be that present parent at a recital versus checking emails while the other kids are performing, (laughs) Um, you know, know, but at the same time, there are things that, you know, your family does want to your point. And I think one of the things that I, what I get and I realize for myself is to be present. It's like when I'm home and Mm -hmm. we're having dinner, to be present in that conversation versus right. running through my to-do list of things that I still need to remember to do as soon as I get done with dinner type of thing. Right. Um, right. And, and that's that's hard when you've got all these moving pieces. It, it is hard. And, you know, COVID, as much as it became, hey, we're all home more, hey, we're this, we all, all of a sudden, everybody became 24-7 though. Yes. And we still haven't really gotten away from that, even though we're back to work maybe or in an office, whatever it is. So it's kind of like, 
the lesson we have to learn is ba- healthy boundaries are part of the support system. And if I want my husband to be in there with me, I have to hear his boundaries as well. Right. You have Absolutely. you have to be attentive to that. I know for me, um, I had one of those moments where my daughter played basketball. She played soccer, basketball, volleyball. She did all. She was a very good athlete. And um, I decided not to go to one of her games because it was a forty-five minute drive in the middle of nowhere, and they were they were in a winning season. This was like a, a really not a good team, all that. So mm-hmm. I said, you know what? Can you just take her? I'm going to stay. And he goes, Are you sure? And I said, Yeah, because I was always trying to be really good with that. It was the best game of her entire career because they were was. they were losing to the worst team in the thing. They were now on the line to not be in that championship game. And she took over the court. And I missed it, man. You know, yeah. and so from that time I learned your boundaries, are your boundaries, those extra tax returns and emails that you got done didn't yeah. mean anything. So when I think about boundaries and squeezing and the juice and the squeeze and are they healthy, I go back to that moment and go, don't let that happen. I try to tell that story as much as I can. So I'm sharing the lesson. Don't do this, you know? Yeah, so it's, but, it's, uh, you know, it's kind of like I, you know, with other team members, you know, when they, yeah. they're taking PTO or, you know, they're, you know, whatever, not feeling well. I'm like, you just need to focus on yourself. You are most important. Yeah. Everything yep. else can wait. And yes. they're like, well, it's funny coming from you. I'm like, just do what I say. Don't do as I do. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Don't watch me. Okay. Exactly. You know? <laughs> no, um, but it is, but, but you, you know, that leads into this next question, which is good, you know, on how do you build up that community around you to create the support system, you know, in your home, in the community, in the office, all of it, how do you participate in, in, in building a, that and uh, creating a good support system? How do you do that? Yeah. I mean, I think for me, it's just, it's really been a natural evolution as part of the process. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I've, um, I think I'm naturally, um, you know, a person who just appreciates people that fill my bucket, you know, with that that analogy, right? So, Mm -hmm. you know, I'm, I, I hold them pretty close to me and I make them feel appreciated because they, make me, they bring me peace. They make me happy. You know, they're, they're filling my bucket as much as I'm trying to fill theirs. Um, and I think when, when you communicate that to people and they start feeling the same way, that support system just naturally starts to build itself. Um, you know, and, and, you know, to that being to that same point, you know, as you're coming across other folks that maybe aren't necessarily filling your bucket, I think there's a lot of courage in, saying, okay, you know what, maybe arm's length, because that's not a healthy, right? That's not, that's not helping the situation. And that's not a healthy relationship either. So in kind of doing that little bit of a push and pull, I've naturally been able to build this, this support system. And, and, you know, I referenced this earlier, I think one of the best, best things about this journey has been finding support in times and in people that I just didn't expect, you know, it, mm. it was a moment that I don't think I realized I needed it, but yeah. the person I was talking to saw I needed it and provided that support. And it's, it's one of the most magical things. Like, I, I mean, just thinking yeah. about it and the different pieces, even just across the offices with different team members, other yeah. places, you just, it's uh, almost like a divine intervention sometimes. Yeah. Right? You're just like, oh my gosh, the stars are aligning. I can't believe this. I'm experiencing this moment. But it, um, it, that I think has been the best. The best feeling yeah. is when, because you expect it from some, 
And then you almost right. hold them accountable to it, right? So sometimes I'm like telling my husband, you just have to listen to me today. I know you don't yeah. want to, but you got to, because it's a part of your job description. Yes. But others didn't have to, and they still listen to me. Yes, yes. But, that, but you know, that's a nice. part of that probably is, and I would love the audience to get this concept. The reason that happens to you where the unexpected come across to you is because you are doing that for others as well when they probably aren't expecting that. And people see that, you know, they do. And so, you you know, part of that is just that way. Some of it is divine intervention and some of it is, oh my gosh, it's all aligned. Everything kind of came together. Right. You know, but um, so, so those are good things. I mean, we, we have to be part of building the community and creating the support systems, not just for ourselves or our support system, making it better. You got to do the whole deal and help others get there with you. Absolutely. Um, You know, you're an inspiration to so many um, for sure, uh, especially the women at Brady, where they they just go, wow, you know. I mean, you you don't don't ever underestimate that kind of thing. Um, but what would you say are the biggest lessons that you've learned, you know, from observ- observing and reading and experiencing the work of other leaders, and and how has that impacted you? Oh my goodness, so many lessons, Betty. <laughs> so yes. many little, and yes. I think that they, and I still continue on this path of learning more, right? There's things and concepts that you think you've grasped and you understand, but then something else happens six months down the road, two years down the road, and you're like, oh, now I appreciate the same concept in a very different way. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, you mentioned something that I hadn't quite really thought through is in this unexpected support system that the support is probably also being reciprocated because they felt they were supported. And I know I shared this in our partner retreat, not earlier this year, but the year before that, it's one of my favorite quotes, which is, you know, great things in business are never done by one person. They're done Mm -hmm. by a team of people. And, you know, earlier before all this, I used to go with my little basic analogy is no one person can make or break anything like Mm -hmm. a team of people can. And I think I continue to appreciate that here at Brady Ware is to your point is not just building your support system, but supporting others, building the team, having everybody feel like we're all in this together. We're doing this together. Um, I think that that teamwork element goes a long way. Um, And it's not just about one or two or three or a handful of folks in any organization. It's, It's the whole organization that makes it the organization. I think that that's been one thing that continues to resonate with me. The one thing we started off, I think we hit on a couple of times is don't be afraid to fail. Don't be afraid to make a mistake. Um, That fear is so paralyzing. Um, And as you can appreciate as, as a business owner, Betty, you, you know, this just as well as I do, not all decisions are easy. There's not always a right or a wrong path, right? There's, you know, different options. And, and, you know, our job is to try to find which path makes the most sense for the greater good. There's not always a manual (laughs) to decide what that is, but, you know, I think, I think coming back to the values and all that stuff that I think has helped ground me. And I am sure that that's the same thing for you and, and helping us make that decision. Otherwise you could be stuck in analysis, you know, paralysis through analysis. Right. We've all heard of many times that not doing anything is worse than doing something that may not be the best thing to go back and correct it. And I think sometimes getting over that is 
it's a hard thing. It it is, and you know the 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 bottom line for <clears throat> it doesn't matter if it's your family. I mean, right now I'm experiencing adult children who just need more, mm-hmm. you know. And at the same time, I'm like, these really are my boundaries. You know, or my little grandchildren have no boundaries. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> They're my babies. In fact, they were here today and Aww. they loved Mimi's office and they just wanted to come in and destroy it. But, but as, you have they, to should. Even, as they should, <laughs> yes. but I know when I don't set boundaries with really good people and really good things like my, obviously my kids and, and um, I, I'm just not the best that I can be in the whole you know, family or at the office or at your church or whether you're volunteering in your community. Right. So one of the lessons that I think women need to learn, and I certainly learned this in running an election, was the team around me. And one mm-hmm. of the things I learned was I was missing one really key player. I had people who were energized. I had people who, you know, I had uh, the mayor of town was, you know, supporting me. I mean, I had this whole thing of of support and I've never run a campaign. And do you think I hired a campaign manager? Right. <laughs> The one person who would know these are the steps, sure. these are the things, this is the stuff. I did, I missed a really key support person. Yeah. And I had a great, it wasn't that I didn't have some really great support around me. So I think, you know, we have to really look at the lesson learned of the support systems you have in play. And if you see women and men in your, mm-hmm. who don't have support systems and you see the burnout and you see them struggling, yeah. My goodness, we need to jump in there and do what you you can, you know, for the greater good. Some yeah. people are never going to learn. They're going to be burnt out all their lives. They're going to choose these things, right? But, True. But if you can help them learn from what you've gone through and share that, man, we have we'd have a better organization. We have a better we'd have a better community, et cetera. So, well, I so appreciate you coming today and speaking with my audience and um, just to the women. Oh, it's been a pleasure, buddy. Thank you so much. Well, you are my biggest fan. Sometimes you're always supportive to me and you're always, you always put up with me as everyone does in Brady Ware. Oh, we love the Betty Collins, okay? I'm Collins. Yeah, I do my thing, right? I mean, nowhere else would anyone be going around saying that. Everyone thinks it's normal, so. You're but, awesome, um, Betty. You're awesome. Yeah. It's it's an honor to be here. Well, today we, we got to speak with um, the first woman managing director of Brady Ware and uh, my company is very proud. We have a great women's initiative. And this year, we're really going to focus on lessons learned and what do the women in Brady Ware, what are they learning? And they're going to be sharing with you all year along with outside guests. So I hope that you join us. And I hope that this inspires you. And I hope that you're thinking of lessons that you've learned that you need to share. More about inspiring women can be found on bradyware.com. Apple Podcasts, and Spotify. Thank you for listening.